We're live with uh, my Amazon Guy podcast today. I'm the host, Stephen Pope. I'm also joined by Ian Bakes. He's an account manager for my Amazon Guy. Thanks for coming on, Ian. Hey, thanks for having me, Stephen. Excited to be here. So we're going to have to talk about that mustache. Where did you get that? Um, you know, just sitting here looking at you most days, I decided, you know, I had to copy the the great one and, and grow one myself. So you going to go bald next? I hope uh, not. Okay. So Ian, you, you were in the construction industry before you joined my Amazon guy. And now today on our podcast, we're going to be talking about remote culture, which I think you've become a, an expert at. So <laughs> how, tell us, tell us about your origin here. What's it like going from construction industry to sitting in front of a computer working remote? So yeah, I, you know, starting out before mag, I was working construction and I was um, basically managing people in the field. So I would go on sites and, and I'd have contractors that I'd be working with. I'd be managing sites, things like that. Um, a lot of project management skills involved, but obviously I was on site, you know, I was leaving my house every day to go to these sites and, um, and then coming to mag, it was a huge shift for me because I all of a sudden was working from home. I wasn't commuting anymore. Um, I was entering an atmosphere that was completely different in every way. So the adjustment was um, a big change for me, especially just from a mindset perspective, because I was uh, shifting from, you know, being in person and, and doing all that to sitting at home with my dogs and um, having that that level of freedom and comfort. So for me, it was a huge shift and a huge jump. What was the first thing that changed in your life when you started working remote? Um, I would say the the biggest thing for me was uh, was time because I went from sitting in the car for two hours a day to all of a sudden, um, you know, my commute was walking into the other room, and that trip, was trip over a cat on the way, maybe. Yeah, that was yes, traffic definitely. jams on the floor right there. You yeah, to clean up so, that laundry. <laughs> so it was, you know, that was a big shift for me was just seeing the um, the amount of time that I gained. All of a sudden I had so much more daylight to, to mess with. And that was that was huge for me. And that, that's been probably one of the more rewarding parts of um, this this job change is having that extra time. So you you uh, you work an extra two hours a day at MAG, right? Honestly, that's that's you know, it's, <laughs> it's funny you say that because uh, I found I found that because of the work from home environment and because of mag's policy of being so open and um allowing us to to deal with the things we need to in our personal life um it's not a big deal for me to 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 work a little bit extra uh and i and i like doing so i feel like i'm a little bit more on top of stuff and it's just easier for me to go check my email real fast because here's my desk right here in my in my house you know so so th obviously that's a plus for for me as an employer can be a downside for some people, right? Like when does the work stop? How do I, you know, how do I exit work mode, go do my thing? And all of a sudden, you know, I'm going to play video games now or whatever. So what, uh, what advice would you give to people both as an employer, as well as an employee to have not the blurring of lines, I guess. You know, I, and that's, I think that's something that everyone's dealing with, with work from home right now. Um, I don't think that's just a mag thing for sure. I think that's everybody at home. So um, for me, what I've found is is it legitimately comes a time where I'm saying to myself, okay, you know, you've, you've worked today. Um, you're going to have to put your Slack chat on, on mute. You're going to have to sign out of everything. Um, having things on your phone, uh, emails along with Slack and things like that can be, it can be daunting and it can be a little bit uh, too easy to just say, hey, I'm going to really quick just check my my email. I'm going to really ch uh, quick 
uh, check Slack, things like that. But just having that same notion of understanding that, hey, this is a this is a job, this is a nine to five job, and when when work stops, um, you have to be able to to kind of sign out of everything. And the same way that you would if you were commuting from home, it's just the the difference is that when you were working in an office, right, you you left and you couldn't access your stuff, or if you could, you you didn't have the same level of access that you have working remotely. And so for me, just just trying to make sure that I'm signing out of everything, that I'm putting things on mute, so I'm not getting that notification that says, well, I should I probably just check that. But with that being said, I think the caveat is that for a lot of people, the work from home environment does lead itself to positives for the employer and positives for the employee because it might not be as big of a deal to just check that that email. So it works both ways, right? Like there's the side that you can say, hey, I'm going to step away from everything and I'm going to um, completely sign out. But at the same time, if you have a little bit of free time and you want to get ahead on something and make your life a little easier for maybe the next day, you have that option too. And I think as long as the employer doesn't force that, as long as the employer says, hey, um, and that's what I like about Mag, because you have always been, hey, you're, you're done for the day, um, but I'm not going to penalize you at all. What employer would say I'm going to penalize you for working a little bit extra? So, um, you know, you get ahead for the next day and you're in a good spot. So I think it does work both ways. And it almost comes down to um, that just personal responsibility of being able to to make that decision. So how do you find com camaraderie inside of the organization? Right. So like at a at a physical agency. We could throw up a snack wall. We could have, you know, I don't drink beer, but we could have Friday beer afternoons on the way out. So like what what can, you know, has MAG been successful at this at all? Or could other agencies do something to build rapport with its employees? Yeah, so that's definitely a difficult part of, of working remotely, right? Because you don't have that um, that in-person time to just kind of sit around the, you know, sit around the, the watershed and, and talk and, uh, talk about your weekends, things like that. But what I think it turns into is is having the ability to interact via Slack, interact via whatever channels that you might be a part of. Um, I think making sure that you um, have some time. I know we do like a game night at Mag, which is a which is a big thing for us, and we've all kind of really enjoyed that and gotten a lot of good laughs out of that. It, by the way, if anybody watching this is thinking about working at my Amazon guy. I give a $50 gift certificate out to anybody that just simply shows up at game night. And it's my way of like replacing the snack wall in a way. Right. So like we can't have everybody together in one place. We're, we're an international company. We have all, all of our, our account managers and, and Amazon specialists are in the States, but we're all over from California to New York. And it's just kind of insane with that amount of distance. So um, yeah, I like playing the game nights. It's, it's kind of fun. Well, and I'll, and I'll say too, you know, going along with, with just in the mornings, there are a number of people that I send that back and forth, a good morning. How was your, uh, you know, how was your, your evening last night? what you, what you do? How would, you know, anything going on? Um, we definitely keep that same level of rapport. It's just, uh, it's different in the way we do it. Right. But we're still having this, the same conversations. I, I've gotten to know some of my um, coworkers very, very well, um, hang out with them outside of work, those kind of things. So, um, I don't think it's really changed anything for me in the, in the, in the scheme of things. And, and as I'm a very extroverted person, so that was kind of a concern for me. Let's talk about that. This. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so we've hired primarily introverts at Mac, not on purpose. It just kind of happened. Right. And, and with, with COVID, it made a lot of, it was ended up being a blessing, right? We had, you know, people that didn't really care for social need acceptance, um, but, but yeah, you were, I think you might very well have been our first extroverted hire. 
Yeah, I, uh, that was something uh, when when I interviewed with you that uh, I think was a concern because it was almost like, hey, look, you're a very extroverted person. Are you going to uh, be miserable? Like, go go, was, go crazy you know, sitting on a computer keyboard, but not being next to somebody. Yeah, and and uh, I I was a little concerned about that too. But luckily, the the role that I have at Mag and and what I feel like I bring to Mag has kind of shifted, and and my role really does involve me being communicative with both you know internal mag things and external working with clients and, and talking to them and developing the rapport that way so don't feel like i've i've uh, i'm missing out on any you know i don't feel like after work i need to go outside and start yelling at my neighbors and trying to get anybody <laughs> to talk to me right like I, I i'm getting that social side of it too so that's good uh so, so let's talk about managing employees right so managing employees remotely is way different right like People only respect what you inspect. That's a managerialism that I frequently tell the management at my Amazon guy. So in a world where everything's remote, like what do you think the best way to do that is? That's tough. And that's something that I think we're all still learning right now. Um, and I don't know if there's a perfect answer to that. What I do find is that half of the um, success in managing people remotely relies on the employer to integrate really good software, right? Because like software allows for connections to be made a lot easier. Um, I've really enjoyed working with um, some of the project management software that we use because I think it allows us to, um, you know, quick updates, show what's going on, things like that, along with communication software like Slack and those kind of things. The actual style of management that I'm that I'm employing right now is honestly not very different than what I was doing outside of, you know, remote working, you know, when I was working in construction or, or other other roles that I had in management. Um, the the theory is still the same, right? I agree with you, you, you have to be proactive, and you have to um, make sure that the work that's being done is of the, the caliber that you want to sign your name off on. But at the end of the day, uh, you do have to be able to hire good people. And you have to be able to um, have faith that they're going to be putting in the the same the same level of work that you're expecting. So if you can do those kind of things, um, integrate with good software. I don't think the management style itself changes. You're you're still um, working directly with with people and making sure they're getting the work done. Um, so do you think um, having routines makes a big difference, right? So like for example, like run me through your routine. Do you do you get up and eat Wheaties every morning at seven thirty, or what do you what do you do, Ian? I'm I'm not a breakfast guy. I, I don't <laughs> Neither like am I. I haven't. Eaten I, I don't. Yet. I don't. I don't do breakfast. Uh, so you know, I wake up. Um, I you know get ready for my day, brush my teeth, take my shower, and everything. Uh, come out and and sit at my desk every morning. I listen to the news uh, on a podcast while I drink my coffee, and while I do that, I open up my emails and kind of need. I take a little me time. You know, I, I get things organized for the day, and uh, you know, organization for me is is going through. Um, first emails. That's the first thing I do every day. I have to get through my emails and I have to delegate whatever it is that's on those emails and um, mag policy being, uh, you know, we want to, we want to have that, that clean inbox. We want that zero inbox. So I've, I've been have a great podcast a year ago where it's literally just called zero unread inbox. And so I'll post a link to that in the chat here. Um, it, it's uh, it's, it's, completely changed my mindset. And now it's almost a negative though, because I get freaked out. I'll see these emails and I'm like, Oh, I have to, I, I need to take care of these right now. So that's what I see. Uh, I, I see those emails and I, and I make sure that I, you know, can, can get those handled right away and get those, 
get things delegated from those emails. And then it's uh, it's right onto the project management board. I'm, I'm looking at tasks. I'm looking at clients. I'm kind of jumping right into it. There's there's not a lot of time in the agency world to be, um, you know, sitting around too much. So I think it's uh, it's take a little bit of me time in the mornings, get things organized and then off to the races. So have you asked uh, your direct reports, like what their routines are? Is that does that come up in conversation? I have. I've um, one thing that I, I think is really important is to develop, especially, you know, speaking when you're working remotely is, is develop that, you know, relationship with anybody you're working with, whether it be direct reports or even your superiors, whoever it is, you know, you, you have to have that open dialogue, that open communication. So it is interesting to me, especially with having um, people all over the world, right? Like there's so much you can learn about other people and it's, it's really interesting to me to, to make those connections and see how people are living their lives and integrating this job with their, with their lives. Right. Especially, you know, when we look at, we have, we have employees all over, we have employees in Europe, Asia, America, you know, I've now even we have a, a employee in Mexico. So, you know, we're, it's, it is really cool to see how people are integrating this job with their atmosphere and their lives and, and dealing with even things like, you know, we're, we're now dealing with, uh, we're in Eastern standard time and, and, and I have um, people that I'm working with that are, you know, 12 hours difference, right? So all of those integrations and, and seeing how people are living their lives is super interesting to me. And, and I've really enjoyed that aspect of this job. We'll talk about culture in a minute, but first let's talk mannerism. So Ian, if I were to hit you with a giant request first thing in the morning, I would, I would just jump right in. I'd be like, Ian, I need X, Y, Z. Sometimes you will respond, good morning, Steven. <laughs> talk to me about this uh well you are a um you are a busy guy right you have a lot going on it's true you're a, you're a busy guy you have a lot going on and your uh your mindset is we need to take care of this and i and i get that right and i um a lot of times i just like messing with you but but i also just enjoy you know it's it's uh i think sometimes when you have somebody like yourself who is results driven needs to get stuff done right now that's a great thing but if you sometimes you also need that you know interpersonal like hey uh you know you're talking you to me before i drank my coffee <laughs> like what's going on yeah like it's i just i just signed on steven like give me a second you know so uh but but i think that that's you know that's just a style thing and uh again that kind of goes back to the what some of the things i really like about mag because i like that i can you know, joke with my boss. That's funny to me. That's, that's a cool thing. That's not what m many people can say they can do. So if anyone out there is like, you know, I might want to work at mag, just know that we, we have an atmosphere that's definitely, you know, fun and we have a good time. We joke around and, you know, we, we get down to work, but we're not sitting here miserable. And that's, that's the best part. We're, we're a corporate company with a laid back culture and, and Ian and I've talked about this many times. He says, if I ever became corporate, he would leave. <laughs> I, yeah. I've, I've dealt with the, the red tape before and I, I don't want the red tape anymore. I don't like red tape. I think red tape is old school. And I think the, the new way of doing business is um, having happy employees because it turns out if you hire good people and they're happy, they will put in lots of work for you. So happy cows make good milk. Mm -hmm. So yes. <laughs> why else would they put up, uh, what, what, what are those things called? They got like the rotating cow thing. What are those? Happy cow. I don't even know. You follow that? No. 
You're like, just give me my coffee. It's too early. All right. So let's talk culture. How would you describe, and, and by the way, none of these questions we talked about today, guys watching have been prepped. We, we did this ad lib on purpose. Um, so Ian, how would you describe, and, and, and I preface this because this is a difficult question. How would you describe the culture at my Amazon guy? Oh man, come on. Uh, I know. Right? <laughs> a tough one. Well, I, I think the, the culture here is, is definitely, you know, we work hard, play hard, that generic statement, I would say, you know, kind of really describes mag in my opinion, because we, um, right. You already talked about, we have, we have a game night, you know, we, we literally get paid to go play games. Like that's crazy and cool. Um, but we also are balls to the walls, um, flying by the seat of our pants. It, by the way, it kills me when people don't show up to game I, night. I, I'm I, like, I can't, I can't fathom why anybody <laughs> wouldn't show up to the game night. Are you kidding me? Come on guys. And, and so like, it's yeah. Like, and, and it's 50 bucks. Like it's not I a know. small amount. I know. Right? Like, yeah. $50. Like, I'm like, what do you have? That's better than getting $50 for coming to play Jackbox or whatever we're doing. Like, that's so cool. Um, but, but with that being said, like I said, you know, we, we have a good time, but man, we, this job is, is challenging in a lot of ways. The nature of the, the work that we do is challenging. It requires, um, lots of logical and relationship building and, and thinking. And, you know, we're all, we're all over the place trying to make sure that we can provide um, sales growth for our clients. And that at the end of the day, that's what we do. That's what we're good at. But, you know, it's, it's a lot of work. It's, it's, a ch it's probably one of the more challenging jobs I've ever had. So, you know, like I said, I love the environment. I love working here. I love the, the atmosphere, the culture, all of that. But, you know, we also work really hard. So I think it kind of goes both ways. I, I do like that assessment a lot. And, you know, we, ex we expect a lot of our employees. We try and be tough on the issues, but soft on the people, right? Um, all right. So we got a couple of comments coming in. So apparently somebody with my name, hey, Stephen Pope on LinkedIn. Nice to see you. Pope, what's up? Capril, Capril says, paid game night. You got this. Um, <clears throat> all right. So, so Ian, you uh, looks like your, your screen's buzzing out a tiny bit. I don't know if you can hear me. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you fine. Okay. So with, with where we are with remote culture, what advice would you give other companies that are not my Amazon guy on how to improve their remote culture? You could talk about what makes mag successful or what you think other companies would benefit from. Um, you know, well, the first thing I would say is obviously, um, we're all still figuring this out. Um, the world has changed, um, with COVID and more and more companies are, have moved to a remote workplace and some now are considering bringing people back into the workplace. Um, but what we're finding, you know, every, every study shows it, um, having people remote, um, leads to higher productivity along with happier employees, retention rates are higher. Um, there's just a lot of positives. So the first thing I would say is, is keep it up, right? Because it, it can only get better from here. The second thing I would say is when it comes to creating a, a good workplace, a good culture, um, everything that you can do to integrate people and not just be a name behind a screen is going to benefit you as a company, right? So doing things like get togethers, game nights, if, if people are in the same area, having physical get togethers is a great thing too. But just from a remote standpoint, I mean, anything that you can do to not just be Ian Bakes on Slack is, is gonna, is gonna benefit you in a lot of ways, because again, you're going to build those relationships. Um, there have been a number of situations I've been in in mag where I didn't know how to fix something. 
And because of the relationships that I had, I can go to somebody and and know their expertise, know what they're good at and 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 get them to help me and and solve the situation pretty quickly that I probably wouldn't have been comfortable doing if it wasn't for the fact that um, I was integrated with them externally of just a name behind Slack. So, so I, I think you bring up a good point, right? So like in, in the game of information, which is what we participate in on a daily basis, right? So like our business, while an agency service-based business is in the game of information, it's about pushing information from point A to point B, project managing that information, trying to get Amazon to use our information, right? Get the detail pages to be uh, representative of what we're trying to get them to, to show so we can get the conversion and the traffic and whatnot. Um, so Hey, by the way, guys, we are hiring account managers. So Ian is a, an account manager at my Amazon guy. I've posted a link in the chat. If you are in the United States or Canada and you're looking for another opportunity and you've got Seller Central experience, just click on that Indeed link and apply. We also want to make sure you take the Culture Index survey. Um, we are absolutely looking for uh, people who are extroverted, inpatient, and detail-oriented to help us fill out our account management team. Um, so Ian, from your experience, which of those three do you think is the most important for account management? Um, that's tough. You know, extroversion is important or the ability to fake extroversion, I would say. <laughs> um, some people, I mean, some people succeed in that role and they might not be as extroverted on paper, but I do think if you have the ability to, um, you know, fake it and and you do enjoy building relationships and i think some people fall into that category like some people are not the ones to go to a party and go talk to everybody at the party and make friends with everybody but some people really do enjoy you know meeting a couple people and really getting to know them if you fall under that umbrella too i still think that that would be a really viable um trait to have for somebody coming into account management because at the end of the day our goal is to help people grow sales and along with that um, build a relationship with that client and make sure that they know that we're here to service their accounts and um, make sure we we help their brand however we can. So that's kind of how I see it. What will really surprise uh, the the mag audience here is I'm I'm more introverted than 98% of the population. You are. I, I do not seek social needs or attention socially at all. And I and I was blown away when I um, the first time I met you in person because I had seen vibrant Steven behind the camera. And then in person, um, I felt like you definitely did have a little bit more introversion traits. And and I think that's exactly kind of what I'm talking about. Right. Like you have made a name for yourself for being somebody that is sharing all this information with the world. No one would ever guess that you are an introverted person. <laughs> I guarantee you there's no way you, but you I, come across as such an extroverted person. So Prosper Show is going on right now. I've got my father, Dan Pope, at the Prosper Show right now. So if you're at the Prosper Show, go check him out. Um, I sent my father instead of going. I haven't left my house in three years. I haven't been to another Amazon conference. Instead, I just make people come to me. and, and Except, and look to, at the except to go to Chipotle. Oh, of course, dude. Yeah. Got to go to Chipotle. <laughs> uh, it's, it's almost been 24 hours since my last Chipotle hit. So wow. Need, wow. Need, need some of that, uh, some black beans and brown rice. Um, okay, cool. So, so Ian, um, as we kind of wrap up here, tell us one thing that people could do to increase their Amazon sales today. Uh, hire Mag. <laughs> not, not the answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think uh, right now we're we're definitely what I'm seeing right now is lots of 
send my uh, wife to Chipotle. Oh, yeah. And my my wife likes to troll me in the <laughs> comment section and listen to the pods from, from time to time. Thank you, Emily. Love you. Hi, Emily. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, right now, um, just take a quick look at your at your listings. Um, I think I, I so often see these and this is so basic, but I see these listings on Amazon that just look awful. So you need good imagery. You need um, good title and bullets. You need good A-plus content. Um, those are all things that are going to quickly lead to conversion. Um, at the end of the day, you are, you're not in a brick-and-mortar store. You're on Amazon. But the same way that people are window shopping, they're window shopping on Amazon. And you got to make those listings look good, people. Um, it, it, again, it, it's crazy to me. Some of these giant companies that just have awful listings. So um, anything you can do, if you want to put a little bit of money into getting good photography done, I'd highly recommend that. Um, again, keep people on those listings the longer you do, the more likely they are to convert. Well, Ian, it was great having you on the podcast to talk a little bit of, of culture and, and remote working and kind of what that means. Um, appreciate you coming on. We'll bring you back on soon. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Stephen. All right. We'll see you guys. Uh, for our next uh, session, we'll be live Friday at noon where I take about a hundred Amazon questions rapid fire. We'll see you guys then.